So, shall we begin? Yes, let's do, let's do it. Let's yes. do it. I'm gonna. Well, okay. What was that? Is that Jack leaving? Who? You. Me. You. I'm right here. Okay. I thought you said you were going to the kitchen. No, I said I'll bunch in. Bunch okay. In. I completely misunderstood. Sorry, I, no, I, I, that. I it, that would have been quite unclear. I think I saw Jack move towards the mic. So assume that's what he meant. Uh, but without that visual cue, perhaps it might bunch in, but that's not even a phrase that people use. <laughs> Is it not? It's not. Because I thought so, it was for a second, oh, okay. and I was like, huh. I was like, understandably confused by this neologism. <laughs> I don't understand the new word either. I don't understand that word. Please explain it, Simon. It's a new word. I don't understand it. It's it a like new word enough. meaning making new words. Yeah. Neologism. That's, that's a new what I word. Oh, you're very clever. We are. We are very clever men. You're very clever guys. Yeah, I'm glad we're friends. We didn't. We use our. You keep me. You keep me well informed. <laughs> you I'm glad we're friends because I'd hate for us to be enemies. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> And welcome to World One Stage One. I'm Simon, and joining me as ever are Jack. Hello. And Rob. Watcher. And not joining us just yet is Irish, though he may be along at any moment. Any moment he could appear. He's on a hill. Any moment. He is on a hill. Or so we're told. So he says. Yes. Do you believe him? Uh, I think I do believe him. Oh, <laughs> why would he lie about yeah, that? Why would he lie about that? You know, he says he's on a hill, he's on a bloody hill. He's Some hills a- are metaphorical. Anyway, mm. um, has any, no one's been to the cinema, but we have all seen films, I believe. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I saw my first ever John Waters film. Oh, oh. what did you see? Uh, I saw Serial Mom. Okay. Okay. That was... I've not seen this. I think I enjoyed it. I don't know what it is at all. I think I enjoy John Waters. Okay. Would I know? I'm sorry. Would I know anything else he's done? Sorry. Uh, Simon, would Rob know anything else he's done other than Hairspray? I don't know. Hairspray. But like Hairspray, not not like the musical. Maybe the musical? I don't know. Isn't the film Hairspray based on? A musical. The musical Hairspray. But I get confused because there are films that are not musicals that are musicals, like Little Shop of Horrors and all that. That's a musical. But it was a film that wasn't a musical before it was a musical. Was that the Rick Moranis one? No, there's the one before that, the Roger Corman one. Oh, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not a musical. No, no, you're right. Uh, that's where I get, this is where I get confused. That's with. where the musical was based. That's what the musical was based off. This is why I get. Then confused. they made a film of the musical. Yeah, this is why I get confused. Um, <laughs> But it's really good. It was really, really good and very confusing. What was its... Oh, I was going to ask what was its premise. Oh, the premise is it's a like, suburban mother of two who is also a serial killer. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Does that go well? Uh, surprisingly. Oh, wow, okay. Surprisingly well, actually. Okay. It's, it's got, like, Ricky Lake in it. Oh, right. 
and that kid who played uh, Jimmy Olsen from the, the New Adventures of Superman TV series. The voice actor? No, The New Adventures. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the one with, with uh, uh, Larry Hatcher. Lewis and Clark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dean Cain. Yes. Who did he... He was on The Jump. What? The Jump. Dean Cain? Yeah. He was on The, the Jump. It's a, it's a popular television program. That oh, the, 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 it's the not Matt's that popular. No, it's not a television I, program. I don't watch it. I, but I, thought you meant, I thought you meant he was on some sort of illicit chemicals. He in was which on Eddie jump. Edwards, who has come up on this show before, teaches people to ski jump. Yes, and I, I, I've now discovered that the director of that film is the guy that did uh, Kingsman, and therefore I'm not going to go watch it. Fair enough. Oh, that's uh, that's harsh. Not really. Kingsman was just that bad. But it's not just the director's fault, surely. Was it badly directed? It was badly everything. I don't think it was badly directed. It can't have been badly directed. I don't. Everything about that film was bad. There were there were elements that were poor. Um, he did something else as well, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, well, you know, yeah. I'm happy. I'll, I'll give it a watch. Yeah, it's about our local a local hero. Got a huge Ant-Man in it. He's usually a, a lark. A lark? Yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, like, you know, Chappie. There wasn't really a lark in that. No, no. Or in um, like Les Mis. Yeah. It's true. He, wasn't, he definitely wasn't a songbird he wasn't. or a lark. <laughs> um, but he did sing songs in Les Mis. Yes, but then technically so did uh, Russell Crowe. Crow. Yes. That's not singing. Jean That's grunting. Bless him. And pointing. It's better than we've ever done, though, on, on TV. Yeah. Slash films. That's true. So I guess we can't talk shit. That and also, I like Russell Crowe. That and also he'll find us. <laughs> he will find us with a bottle in hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. What were we talking about? Uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah, before that. films Dean we've Kane. seen. <laughs> Dean Cain and Eddie the Eagle. Yeah, okay, we're back. Welcome back. So, yeah, uh, John Waters. Um... That's the film I've seen. Oh, sweet. Okay. Uh, that and Big Trouble in Little China, but I've already seen that, so oh, it doesn't really bear talking about it. Yeah, okay. Although it is a great film. It's a great film. I think. It is. It's good. It's good. You don't get many like them, put it that way. That is very true. Um, have you seen something, Simon? I have. I saw the Peanuts movie. Oh, I hear it's actually really good. It is. So I'm delighted to say it's actually really, really good. I mean, getting used to seeing them in CG is a little weird. Yeah, I hear it's stylistically a little, um, you have to sort of get used to it, but yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's so faithful to Peanuts. I mean, it was, it's written by Brian and Craig Schultz, so it's still a Schultz production. Yeah. And they've got so many loops of Bill Melendez doing Snoopy and Woodstock sounds that all the Snoopy and Woodstock sounds are just classic Bill Melendez recordings. Um, oh, on. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's Peanuts. It's like it goes through the greatest hits of stuff you'd want to see in a feature-length Peanuts. Uh, and does it really well. It's Jack's sort of- looking really confused. I'm sorry. We have established already that Simon is a fan of Peanuts. Oh, have we? Yes. You asked the same question before. Did I? Yeah, I think so. Oh, shit. I when know. we found out this movie was going to come out, you were like, you like Peanuts? Really? That does actually sound like a conversation we've had. Yeah. It, it is a conversation we've had. Okay, I don't remember. I quite like Peanuts as well. It's quite clever, isn't it? Yeah. And I've, I've always it. been a huge fan. Um, You've not seen it. I've never, I've never. Charlie Brown. The thing with the dog and the, the kid. Charlie Brown. The yeah. football and she kicks, he kicks, but she takes the ball away. Yeah. 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 That's, that's peanuts. Pretty. And there's a little yellow bird. Yeah. Woodstock. And, yeah. A, yeah. and actually and there's several with, of them. There's the Beagle Scouts. Oh shit. And a, a kid with the blanket. Yeah. That's Linus. And, and one who stinks. Yeah. That's Pigpen. 
I'm getting it now. I'm slowly. No, I've never seen it. But, <laughs> but it's, I, I literally it's, all I know yeah. all I know of Peanuts is simply through pop culture references from American TV. Oh, I see. That's all I know it from. Is I can put two and two together from it's that. Just like super dry. It's got a super dry sense of humor. Um, it's, it's quite cynical. Yeah, very cynical, and it has. I mean, there's there's been studies done on how they all represent different. Um, and uh, sort of social anxieties oh, and like things like that. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Like, do, it's all... Do, 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 but I, I think Peanuts more so than Winnie the Pooh in okay. but... Um, weird. <laughs> yeah! A weird world to go. I think more Peanuts than Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> it's, it's interesting in that the film largely has sort of two parallel plot lines. Uh, one is Charlie Brown... Uh, Charlie Brown? Charlie Brown's plot line. And the other is, quite early in the film, Snoopy discovers a typewriter and goes off into his novel writing fantasies. And so we get these cutaways chapter by chapter of his story of um, fighting the Red Baron and fighting for the love of a, a beautiful poodle named Fifi. There is that famous, there is, that's a famous one as well of Snoopy the Red Baron in, in the plane and, against yeah. the Red Baron, yeah. And, and the fact that Snoopy is a frustrated writer is also a, a long-standing tradition of Peanuts. And, and, and he's also a dog, yeah? Yeah. Okay. You are aware that this is a children's cartoon, Jack. I'm not aware of anything. I've often, never seen often it. Often dogs. Uh, well, it's it's also lines. a serial comic strip. It was, um, oh. you know, it was a newspaper funny pages comic strip for years and years and years. Like Garfield. Yeah. I've underestimated how little you know about peanuts. Like, I, like I said, all I, I've never. It's like a. a a whole standalone complex thing. I've never seen the original. I've only ever seen like the echoes through pop culture that mm. it's left. So I've been able to piece together what I think it's about, but only based on parodies. So I probably have. I'm, I'm like trying to find the platonic ideal of a of a, of yeah. a peanut sketch simply through what everything else exaggerates. You're like someone who would say, "Yeah, oh, I, I know RoboCop, and I've seen just the reboot, dreadful." Film of Robocop um, and not the original. No, more like um, I don't know. I mean, but that, that would still involve you having seen a Robocop. Film. I think it's more like someone who has never seen Star Wars, but through all the parodies, skits, pop culture references, and yeah. such, can piece together the characters and the narrative pretty well. Yeah. So, someone who's never seen uh, Star Trek: The Original Series, but has seen Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Trying to sort of piece together, not like <laughs> the show and the behind-the-scenes yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, that sort of thing. That's, that's sort of what I'm going with here. It's like, so you can kind of get an idea, I guess, of what Peanuts is about. Hence me sort of knowing there's a smelly character. There is, yeah. Um, Pigpen. Yes. Um, and, and there's a tree that eats kites. Well, Charlie Brown can't fly a kite. Okay. But all and trees eat kites when Charlie Brown is trying to fly them. Gotcha. And there is some sort of quasi-religious uh, fruit being. Well, there's the Great Pumpkin. That's the one. Yeah. That, now you definitely know more than me, because I didn't realise that oh, there was yeah. a fucking... That's the one thing that everyone seems to reference, is the Great Pumpkin. Oh. It's, it's just Halloween. Uh, oh. It's the Halloween special was the Great Pumpkin. Oh, I see. Because uh, it's Jack Pumpkinhead. Huh. <laughs> you know, but... It's an American Halloween tradition. Yeah. Because... We're going to love pumpkins. Yeah. Bless and there's also, I mean, you've actually already referenced Lucy, who is the girl who pulls the football away. Yeah. But she also does the five cent psychiatric help. Yes. The doctor is in. 
That's the one. Yeah, she has a little, like, little sign on a on a little booth. I, thing, honestly, yeah. I feel like I'm in a doctor surgery somewhere. <laughs> just occasionally, just like the doctor is in, and they're like, "Very good, Jack. Well done." He's making great, he's making great progress. <laughs> and, and, these are positive results. And occasionally, Snoopy would get out of his doghouse and he'd lie down on the roof of his doghouse, looking straight up. I'd go, "That looks really fucking uncomfortable." Yeah, yeah, yeah. right on the point. Yeah, yeah. It, it works largely because he's two dimensional. Yes, true. So again, we, the, the adaptation to CG makes that more awkward. And one time Snoopy goes away and everyone cries. What? Hmm? Really? Probably. <laughs> but yeah, it's full of homages to the classics. There is, for example, a school dance in this one, and all of the characters' dances are you know, frame-for-frame remakes of their dances from the Christmas special. Uh, with one exception, that's Schroeder, who is the pianist, uh, who was playing the piano in the Christmas movie, so they had to invent a dance for him. Uh, <laughs> I've, learned, yeah. I've learned new and wonderful things. That's really it's, cool. it's very fun, uh, and if you, if you like peanuts, then you'll find it very, eh, very, very representative and a good continuation of the franchise. And if you don't know peanuts, it's a pretty good entry point, actually. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. Let's watch it. Okay, let's. Let's watch that. I look forward to that. What about you, Rob? Have you seen some sort of <laughs> weird, outdated form of Americana brought up to the modern day? Um, <laughs> is this what we were Are you going to tell me about your time watching the, the, the Mr. Peabody movie? Oh man, no! I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, that's a, that's another thing I know of, but yeah. I've never seen. No, I've, I've never well, Garfield. seen Garfield. Oh, I've seen Garfield. What, the movie or the uh, no the cartoon oh. uh, and I read Garfield in the in the toilet. What about Marmaduke? <gasps> no. Marmaduke. You, you seem confused. There's always Garfield's books in toilets. That's okay. the thing. It's a toilet book. We go to very different toilets. <laughs> <laughs> we read, yeah, or at least we read very I different things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get confused between Marmaduke and Marduke. Oh. I thought they were the same. One's a big red dog and the other's like a Babylonian god of war. Oh, God. Uh, I, I thought um, Marduk was the Duke boy's mother. <laughs> Marduk. This is a really weird... That's, uh, I watched Ant-Man. I, I finally watched Ant-Man. Okay, there you thank go. Thank God for that. Thank Fucking you. Because I can um, feel people clicking away. Yeah, I finally watched Ant-Man. And this is, for the purposes of the segue, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was okay. Like I was explaining to Jack earlier. Um, what? It was. It was okay. Yeah, like, no, no, it we're, was, not, we're not like, questioning that. It was. Re- it was badly structured in terms of like just a just as a film. It just. It was. It just. It didn't deliver fully on all of its narrative beats. Um, oh God! I feel like I've explained this to you before, but this was did, before like, the show, so I feel like I'm just ago. repeating myself. But yeah, like it, um, there was one moment where you find out that Michael, what happened to Michael Douglas's wife, and then the, wasp. the, uh, the original, yeah, yeah, and then the next scene, they then reveal it, and it's like, oh, you should have held off on that a bit, like kept it a bit of a mystery. But I liked the action, and I liked the quantum dimension, and I liked Evangeline Lilly because she's amazing and everything. I like Evangeline. I like Wasp. And progressive jazz. I'm, I'm looking forward to in the Wasps, Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh fucking hell, yeah, that's a bad sign, isn't it? Yeah. 
but you know we've 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 covered that the we've reason got, we've got ant-man in 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 uh team cap yeah we do for thank our sins. you for the for our sins uh and that is what i was trying to lead us to oh really was yeah it? let's ah. talk about the bloody trailer guys let's Come talk on. about the trailer let's have a go at that so i actually quite liked ant-man in the trailer <laughs> he did it sparingly he is very like one he's, bit he's tiny and there yep. you go he runs up iron man's arm the nipper He's hiding on one of the explosive arrows. Yeah, that's yeah. that's directly from a, um, a comic cover, there, isn't it? Yeah, whole so- guy firing Iron Man. Um, so yeah, um, get out of your fire. This this trailer actually made me psyched for the film. Though. I'm like, very psyched. Like, before, I'm like I was psyched. like, okay, it's okay. This is happening. Cool. The Cap versus Iron Man. Great. And then this trailer came out, and I was like, actually, now I'm really, really pumped for it. Yeah, uh, I thought. Yeah, to be honest, this trailer still doesn't give me any stakes. It doesn't give me any... It doesn't give any authenticity to the Civil War. It's like they're fighting because in the comics they fought. Yeah, um, oh, I see what you mean, yeah. And, and the big showdown you know, at the airport is... I mean, I've seen fights between schools with more people involved. It was, it's just... A handful of guys running at each other. <laughs> That's I, very true. I, it's like the original Anchorman fight. <laughs> I like. I, I do like seeing like the the, the the photos people put next to each other of the fight from Civil War the trailer next to the fight from Civil War the comic. That's and true, like, yeah. I keep looking at that and going, oh, boo hoo! We've not got I don't know fucking Goliath and Vulture yeah, and yeah. the fight between costume sick. characters in Kickass is bigger. Yeah, but there's better characters in in this. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying it's. I'm, I'm going to be much more invested. It's not about the number of characters; it's about how invested I'm going to feel in them, and I'm going to feel very. And I, very I'm invested. not invested. No. Well, they're fighting because they've got to fight because that's the name of the film. I think we we missed reason. I, I think because we, we we haven't actually seen anything because apparently um, this isn't a spoiler. It's like a big. Deal like that. Baron Zemo is is, well, there's is nothing, yeah, we've said not seen, to be involved, and we've not had anything of the the wider plot yeah. other than their fight. I think basically what they're trying what they're trying to do, and it's not going to necessarily work with everyone, but it has worked with. I mean, it certainly works with a lot of people. Is they're trying they're basically showing you bits of you know the upcoming film and going right, Team Cap, Team Iron Man, they are fighting, and people are initially okay. I'm going to side with this character because whatever fucking reason, yeah. And I can't then, decide until I've right, seen it. Exactly, yeah. right. But the thing is then that people are going to go and watch that film and then just go, okay, no, I'm siding with this character. And then you're watching the film and going, oh, shit. Oh, this isn't what I thought. Oh, my emotions. Mm. That is my theory anyway. They're not giving away like the whole lead into it because they really want to toy with people because if there's one thing that Captain America's done really well so far, it's really fucking one to gut punch people with the emotions. That's true. Comparative to certain other uh, Marvel movies. And man. It's, it's um, like, in that sense, it is, let's face it, it's the Russo brothers. Yeah. Trying yep. and tested. Uh, Captain America, yep. as we now know, is actually a really quite interesting character yep. when done correctly. Um, but now with a host of other Marvel characters. Yeah. Now, I, I, I understand Simon's point because um, although we have that, we, uh, unlike Civil War, obviously Civil War had a, lo- a long build-up. Well, yeah, yeah, years and years. We've had tiny bits of the uh, elements of Iron Man and Cap not really seeing eye-to-eye since yeah, the Avengers. that's yeah. the problem. They've not been seeing eye-to-eye forever. 
Yeah. So trying to sell me on their friendship falling apart fails completely because they've never yeah. had one. Yeah, exactly. I see. Which, yeah. Uh, which I think we can mostly put down to Whedon. Because... Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the only times they've ever been present. Exactly. It's, it's been their character it's been the out the friggin' window. Oh, bless him. Um, yeah, but I mean... Like I said, we, we haven't seen... It's probably going to be a very long film because it's going to need to be with the number of bits and pieces that are going on. Um, the, the, I, don't, I don't think we mind that. I, I don't mind that. You get your money's worth. Um, so, I mean, I'm, the, the problems that could... The, the, the problems that you mentioned, Simon, I absolutely... Yeah, that is, that is very true. That, I mean, as, as well, if you're not um, invested in the characters, then that's not something I can really sort of fault anyone for because it's, like, it's all going to be... Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And what they should do is uh, tie Civil War into the current plotline of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because it's gone the other way a lot. I've not been watching since. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has has taken from the films a lot. But the current season, the current storyline is that there's these tainted fish oil stocks um, that are uh, Terrigen-infused. And they've been deliberately spread out in the populace to breed a whole load of inhumans. Huh. Just generate a massive amount of powered people. Yeah. And, I, and well, I watched it to the inhumans becoming fully involved and that, and then I haven't watched the later season. So the idea is there's cool. this random explosion of powered civilians, completely unregulated and unchecked, happening all over the world. Hmm. What a great time to bring up registration. Yeah. They really need to tie it into that to sell I mean, it to me that this is an interconnected universe. Yeah, it, it could. I mean, like I said, they may just not have referenced it at all. It may still be a part of the movie. Because, um, like I said, there's no Zemo turning up so far in the trailers. He, is, um, he will be in it. He'll be in it. He'll be in like, it. Like I said, he hasn't turned up in any trailers so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Spider-Man's already just turned up for, like, you know, three far too long seconds. Let's talk about that then, because um, there's been mixed reactions uh, about Spider-Man. Um, I personally actually really quite like the, uh, him, the way he looks. Uh, you, so I, I think mean, you don't you well, don't like him then? Uh, right. I don't know <laughs> the three seconds we've seen him. Bless him. Right. I'll, I'll put this out <laughs> this straight. I'll put this out this straight way so, so you know people know where my nerd colors fly. Is I fucking hate Spider Man. Oh, um, no, you do, no, you I don't. do. No, I one, no hate, one hates Spider Man. I hate Spider Man. Why do you hate Spider Man? I hate Spider Man. Just I, I, I've never, I've never liked Spider Man. <laughs> and the more Spider Man that we've just had over and over the latest and films over again, dreadful, I admit, yes. and I'm just like I now feel overwhelmed by Spider Man. Um, so. It, but it's not that. I mean, you need Spider-Man in the Civil War storyline to sort of fill in that, that gap of a hero who has um, a, uh, a secret identity that he needs to keep and giving it up. That's a very important part of the Civil War storyline. Or was in the comics? Well, we'll see. Yeah, and would what be I, a significant problem with the lineup they've got. Considering, yeah, yeah everyone, everyone, everyone is public. And, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, God, everyone yeah, is public. Yeah, we need Spider-Man for this. Um and, but it's just, it's, it's not, I think people misunderstood when I said it's the look of the suit. Like, I'm not complaining that the suit looks, like, amateurish, like it's made by Peter Parker. I think that one's made by bloody Iron Man, because his eyes move and shit. It's, it's the fact that, I don't know, it's the, it looks like a half-finished effect to me. It looks like it's done in MS Paint. Really? Yeah. When I was watching that trailer, oh. I was like, this is either a parody, or they've shown unfinished footage, or it, 
it looks horrible. It, 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 uh, it I, really? Yeah, it just. Oh, I, I don't finished. think. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like, I, I didn't think so that at shades, all. I just, but the shading was off. The, 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 he's the, very bright, isn't he? But, I don't like, know what it was, but I just looked at it and went, this looks like when you have like test footage. <laughs> and you have like my viewing of Wolverine Origins when yeah. I watched it like with unfinished CGI effects yeah yeah well, I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't have been surprised if I'd seen the wireframe around Spider-Man to like show where the hitboxes are going to be in the video game <laughs> it just oh. yeah that really sol- like really like really what's the word spoiled it Oh, but okay. I don't really like Spider-Man, so I can't really say it spoiled it all that much I, d- I, d- I didn't get that I thought he looked pretty cool like um I don't know, like, I mean, the thing is we I've just posted it. a link in Skype. Oh, I, okay. I don't think that looks like MS Paint. Let's have a look-see. Yeah, so for the listeners, we're now looking, I mean, uh, uh, as as this goes out, I mean, everyone will have seen this by this point, but uh, um, obviously we have Spider-Man showing up in the Civil War trailer, leaping over Captain America uh, uh, from the call from bloody Stark under ruse, as I only dis- dis- um, discovered today, under ruse. Under ruse. Yeah, he says under ruse, and I didn't know what he said for ages. <laughs> I thought Tony Stark from the last bit of that trailer just went, bah, 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 and, like, another bit of an Americanism. Under ruse are a nice cosy onesie pyjama yeah, option. Yeah, which, no, but I know what under ruse are. But I just didn't know what he said. Yeah. I thought he said on the roof or something, and I was like, I guess Spider-Man's coming from the roof. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, like I said, it was probably just the first time I saw it. That it just something about it seemed wrong, and now whenever I look at it, it just it's just something I can't quite put my finger on, and it just doesn't look right to me. One thing that I've just noticed, he does actually have a little bit of a like he has his little bell pouches that he heard from the the cartoon. Do you remember yeah. when he wanted to use impact webbing? He would whack in some different stuff into his, his web shooters. His web cartridge. Yeah, into his web cartridge so we could fire impact web webbing and stuff and things like that. Um, so that's quite cool. Um, I, I think he looks pretty great. Like, yeah. I like that on his shoulder, like, he has a cut-off, which looks pretty cool as well. Yeah. Um, like the, the actual, like, design of the suit, I quite like. Yeah. But just something about it when I first watched that trailer just looked really weirdly out of place. Um, okay. And it's just stuck with me ever since. And now I can't look at it without just thinking, oh, it's maddening. There's something I can't quite put my finger on. And That's I'm just right. like, well, I mean, I think, you know what's going to happen is I'm just going to be looking at this scene from so many different angles, trying to figure out what it is. And eventually before long, you'll find me in a chair with a big cup of coffee shouting, I want pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> Can you imagine if uh, this was all just a ploy to fuck over Sony? So the only appearance that Spider-Man has in this is he lands like where he goes and goes, hey guys, and then, I don't know, Falcon or someone just unloads a machine gun at him and then that's it. And then they have to reboot wow, again. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, it's not the same, it's not the same as the Sony one. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah, the no. deal is, is that... No. It is. It can't be. It is. No, no, it is. I promise you. It is. This Spider-Man is the one that's going to be appearing in the Sony ones. They made a deal with Sony. That's how Spider-Man has come to be in Marvel at the moment. They haven't bought him. He's on loan, mate. Oh, oh, wait, yeah, because they're rebooting it again, aren't they? Yeah, they're Sony are rebooting it, but with this Spider-Man, so right. technically they are interconnected. So that would be, I mean, because this is, based on the, I'm basing it on the voice, is definitely a young Spider-Man. Oh, he's young, yeah, they've gone Ultimates, which, to be fair, most of the, this Marvel plotline has done so already, yeah. so he's a young Spider-Man, yeah. So it's either going to be Ultimate Peter Parker, yeah, he's or, Ultimate. or it's going to be Miles Morales. No, it's, it's, it's not going to be Miles. 
It's not oh, Miles that he's ultimately. I can dream. We can all bloody dream. I mean, that was the opportunity to bring us. I was speaking with Alex earlier about the the idea of having Miles Morales uh, show up. This would be the ideal time, and and I'm not. I don't. I don't want to take credit. This is what Alex said, but the uh, the fact that um uh we this was the ideal time because then Sony would have their bloody Spider Man yeah. Peter Parker, and then Marvel Cinematic Universe has bloody Miles Morales show up. Yeah, and they're um, both Spider Man, but they're both different characters. Exactly. But Tom yeah. Holland is very white, so it's not going to be Miles. No, it's oh, definitely not. I, who's, oh, where do I know that name from? Um, was, and don't say he's the new Spider-Man, or I'm going to fucking... Well, for one, <laughs> he was in Locke, which we've talked about before. Yes, uh, he was. Locke is a great film. What's yeah. that one, then? Oh, it's the one... I haven't told you about it. It's the one... Uh, I love that you listen to me so intently. <laughs> um, so Tom Hardy is in a car for two, and a, two hours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, I thought it was just Tom Hardy on the phone for like two hours. Yeah, I think he's... Wait, well, I don't know me, isn't it? Oh, okay. He's on the other end of the phone. He's on the other end of the phone. Oh. He's credited uh, as a voice. Um, yeah, he, he was also one of the Billy Elliots. Yes. Oh, my God. This is, the, this is one really impressive thing. There's a video of this kid, right? In training to be Spider-Man, he's a trained gymnast. That's good. This kid. Oh, my God. Like, like Jimmy McGuire wasn't. Exactly like Toby Maguire was. Toby Maguire was skilled at swelling. He slowly swelled. His cheeks were like, uh, you know, inflatables. He was wonderful. Oh, like that kind of spider. Yeah. Yeah, not, probably. There's I probably guess. some kind of fucking spider species that does that, inflates its head. Sure. Fucking spider. <laughs> Spiders, man. Spiders. Coming right here, stealing our shields. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to close this now it's getting me unnecessarily angry I fucking hate Spider-Man oh oh you're still fucking there right without without um, without Spider-Man you wouldn't get J. Jonah Jameson that is true the actor of which who has just signed on to be Commissioner Gordon in Justice League that's weird uh, J.K. Simmons is going to be the new Commissioner Gordon yeah huh I'm guessing they're going to wig him up. Unless they just have a bold Commissioner Gordon, which is fine. I like J.K. Simmons. He's a fucking excellent actor. Seriously, Whiplash is one of the best films I've ever seen. Is that the one where he's the teacher? He's the the music teacher, yeah. Uh, It's a really intense and awesome film. I did see a lot of trailers for that. I never went and saw it. This is. I think you'd really like it. I probably would. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Let's watch Whiplash. Civil War, though. We should go. And watch. We should watch Civil War as well. Is what we're gonna do. Yeah. But first, we're gonna watch Batman versus Superman. Yes, that's out next this month. Twelve days of Christmas. My Batman said to me, "Is it really clear that we're just killing time until the Irish turns up?" No. Okay. Well, what are we talking about again? <laughs> What are we even doing? Well, what? as you proposed it, why did you <laughs> tell us about oh, yeah. it? So, um, you know what? Hang on, let me let me try and think. I can't think. I honestly can't think of a segue out of this. No, I really can't. We've sort of. Oh, I know the trailer. We're talking about Batman versus Superman, right? Yeah. Oh, and there's also the Ghostbusters it, trailer came out recently as well. Oh yeah, talk about that. I quite enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to Ghostbusters, but I was looking forward to Ghostbusters already. It, yeah. I, I, to be honest, like that trailer, I was, yeah. 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 I liked the Ghostbusters, um, uh, graffiti. Mm, yes. I yeah. like the whole, the, the only thing I don't, this happened once sort the, of vibe to it. The only thing I don't like about it is that it kind of confirmed a worry I had about 
Ghostbusters, as in this one, the sort of uh, character basis for it. Right. Which is, you've got, th- you've got the three white characters who are all the scientists, and you've got the one black character whose reason for being there is, I know New York. Yeah. it's like, oh, I was really hoping that wasn't going to be what you were going to do. Like, it was so obviously what you were going to do. I found that her slapping um, her quite funny, although that just might be my kind of Fair weird and simple sense of humour, clearly. But at the same time, I was just looking going, oh, I, was, I knew it was going to happen. So I'd... Ah, but just, come on, guys. So... I'm still concerned. I'm concerned. I'm arrested. I'm concerned. We're concerned about bloody everything, aren't we? We're I am. About but War I, I really, really want it to be good. Uh, I really want be. it to be it good. It might be. I'm, I'm sure it will be. It just worried me, is all. It it's, didn't particularly excite me, but it didn't really put me off either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm but you were, sort of, you were sort of ambivalent towards it beforehand. Is that right, Simon? Um, I was in much the same state. I was yep. like, I will decide whether it's good or not. Based on having watched it, yeah. So you've gone from neutral through the through the 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 the, the trailer into neutral. I've gone from high expectations through the trailer into high expectations. Uh, I've I've got a mirror, Simon. Really, I I can't really tell until I've watched it. It's, um, it's got to be good. I am a really, I do love the I, original Ghostbusters I, I films, so of, I don't. I put a lot of stake into this. It's yeah. got to be good. <laughs> there, there are people involved in the project who I like. And there are people involved in the project who I don't like. Yes. There are reasons to expect it to be good and there are reasons to expect it to be bad. It's just a case of which elements are going to win out. Yeah. What confuses me, and I don't know if this is actually something that's going ahead, it's something that I've just, it's been on my periphery really. Like, I, don't, I don't think I've ever read anything to confirm it, but talk of there being a, um, a Ghostbusters cinematic universe. Is this correct? Or what now? Like, I swear that there was like that. I read somewhere there were plans that they were going to do like a multiple kind of Ghostbusters film franchise sort of thing, and I don't just mean sequels. I mean like different spin-offs from it, just like they're planning to do with everything, like Transformers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and everything else. Um, not heard anything about that. But I, maybe it was just made up then. But I well, I mean that was a plan going way way back. Was the idea. Was that you could have franchises of Ghostbusters, yeah, in different cities fighting different kinds of ghosts? They could yeah. take it. Oh, do you mean in plot franchise? Yeah, oh, yeah. I see. Okay. as in like that was essentially what the the assumed plotline carrying on from Ghostbusters Two was was that the Ghostbusters would then franchise out Ghostbusters Incorporated. Yeah, and then you right. have it all over the country, all over the world. Because that's what I wanted to see from this Ghostbusters. Oh my god! That, yeah, that's that's like a really good idea for a Ghostbusters. LA or film. San Francisco, yeah, like West Coast Ghostbusters. The branches, yeah. Uh, but it is New York again, which is. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I would like to have seen them done something new. Don't be silly. What? <laughs> yeah. One thing that has come out of that trailer, though, is. Um, there's a lot of potential excitement for the idea that Kate McKinnon's character might be canonically queer. Yeah? It's partly just the vibe, but it's mostly the wink. Yeah. She's really interesting. She's ever, ever since She's the, interesting. Ever since I saw the initial like character I was gonna say character art, but like you know, the initial promo shots of like, I think I know who my favourite's going to be. Yeah, she's interesting. I don't have a lock on her. I think I have a lock on everyone else, but I don't really know what 
she's all well, about when, when you're when you look at it, she's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. When you, when you, when the initial shots came out and everyone was like trying to go, okay, so that's the thing, but that's the you know, yeah. And you look at her and go, well, I guess she's the ego on that. And then yeah. the trailer goes like, oh, maybe not. No. Then. What's the actress's name? Do we know? Kate, Kate McKinnon. Was that right? Yeah. 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 One to watch, I reckon. Yeah, like we'll we'll yeah. we'll barely see. We will, we will. I will a lot. But we were talking about Batman versus Superman trailer, and there's a line in it that says, "There's a lion in it." A lion, lion. Oh my god, um, a line in it: "Day versus night," um, which could oh. also be black you know, versus, black white. versus white. Although not, because no oh god, no, oh god, no, black and white. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That Go back to there's a lion in it. There's a lion in it. Yeah. You know Does that else? lion have a head? It did. Most lions do. I mean, the ones that don't are extra fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> or, or less scary. <laughs> Depending on how they're coping with not having a head. Yeah. It also depends where you find them. Like, headless lion in the jungle when you're looking for a lion, less scary. Oh, my Headless God. lion hanging from your roof when you're going to bed. <laughs> scary. Scary. Very scary. Oh, dear. Headless lion in your shower. I don't want to live in that world. I would world. argue that a headless lion hanging from your roof when you're trying to go to bed is less scary than a whole lion hanging from your roof that is still alive. Because <laughs> that's going to be a really upset lion. That really is. Like, if he has to chase you, he's going to bring an ass whooping with him. Basically, I'm so glad we titled these episodes. Because can you imagine... <laughs> What people would think? Oh God! Right if you now, didn't know what we were like, actually talking about. People would be like, "What?" There's people listening trying to get oh, fucking, like you know. Just, oh, there's people listening. You go. I'm gonna call nine nine <laughs> nine any second now, buddy. So I don't think these oh, guys are okay. World one stage one, strength to strength. Lionhead, Lionhead, and R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. Yep. 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 So <laughs> you've been listening to um, <laughs> that was a short episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what what happened? What happened, guys? Well, you were the one who decided to do this episode, so you're gonna. Yeah, to but I assume that you guys knew. Okay. So there was a video games company. There was a video games company. A video games. Uh, what's the word? The word studio. What studio? Studio. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Simon. Man, we are so good at this. We don't even know words. We're so good at we this. We don't even know the words. By the name of Lionhead. Lionhead. And they made many wonderful games. Many wonderful games. And but- also the movies. Hey, the movies was good. <laughs> it really was. I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I was going to pick one there to like really mess with people, but I couldn't think of an actually bad one. Fable 3. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, so actually, no, it wasn't, no, that's unfair. It wasn't Summer Fable 3. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, the, the ending half of yeah. Fable 3, yeah. Half. Well, well, well the last, like, 5% of it, yeah. yeah actually, yeah. It's a I short a game. A Mass Effect kind of deal, really. Um, they made a lot of good games. Black and White. Black and White Fable. Two. Fable oh. Are you just going to say 2 to the M1? Fable 2. You know, the movies. They didn't uh, do movies, too. They didn't do a movies too. No. no. Well, I lots. mean, there's very little you could do. I mean, the movies was one of those sort of expansion kind of. Yeah. I mean, they did expansions to it. They as well. did many. Um, and others. <laughs> Simon, help. I I can't help. Why not? <laughs> because you've listed them all. Really? Their entire release list is black and white. 
Creature Island, which was the expansion for Black and White. Yep. Fable. Yep. yep. The Lost Chapters, which was the DLC for Fable. Yep. Black and White 2. Mm-hmm. Yep. Battle of the Gods, which was the expansion to Black and White 2. Yep. The Movies. Yep. Stunts and Effects, which was the expansion pack for the oh, movies. Oh, that was so cool. Fable 2. Fable 3. Fable Heroes. Fable the Journey. And Fable Anniversary. It just kept getting worse. And then Fable the Anniversary. That's when they went back to Fable 1, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I really wish you'd told us this before we picked this episode. Yeah, oh shit. <laughs> I think we've done an episode on all of those things. We have. Um, but, I mean, we've already been talking for, like, 40 minutes, so we don't have to say much. That's true. Uh, and, and what's more interesting about Fable is probably the games that never came out. So you've got Unity and BC and whatever was going on with Dimitri and Milo and Kate and... That creepy, creepy bastard. So we don't know why this has happened to Lionhead then? Well, I, I think we do, and it's basically in the lineup of Fable 3, Fable Heroes, and Fable the Journey. Yeah. They, they, they basically went, right, let's, let's stick to, or rather, let's, let's make Lionhead stick to a thing. Just and that fable. thing got worse with every release. Yeah, the Fable machine Yeah, because there, there are some companies that do stick to a, only a few, like Bethesda, they, they stick to just a few, don't they? I mean, they're branching out now, but really, well, for a long Bethesda time, Bethesda now they publish like, a whole bunch of stuff. That's true. But, um, like, but their, their own, own games. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's basically Elder Scrolls and mm, Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. Although, apparently, they're doing something new, aren't they? That's the rumour. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. yeah. I don't care. I want Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah. I'm all over that. I want, I want Black Marsh. Yes. Oh, my God. No, we're talking about Lionhead. Yeah, yes. No more mutant wishlisting. Um, we should do a new mutant whistling. Wishlisting mutant whistling. Whistling, yes. Mutant whistling. whistling. Yes. Oh, this has just been dreadful. But, yeah. Um, but I guess the point is, like, even with the problems of Fable 3 and ignoring, like, the sort of spin-off Fables, Everything they did was basically gold. It was better than a lot of other stuff. Like, yeah. Fable 3 has some problems, but you compare it to a lot of games of its time. Yeah. I, they had a 10-year run of making really, really solid games. They went out on top. Well, well really they, had, they then had a six-year decline. Yeah. Well, they went out on top! <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I mean, Black and White was probably, is probably one of my favourite games of all time. I remember Just, you lent me black and white. Is that where it is? Oh. Man, that's... No, no, I definitely bought... No, you oh, lent okay, me. I, this was like, I, this was like 50, six spot. This is like 15 years ago. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, um, was it really that long ago? No, uh, maybe like 11. Don't confirm our age. We are timeless here. Are we? No. No, we're 27. <laughs> Shit. No, that's good, because I thought I was 28 that's recently, up until recently. I thought I was 28 yeah. the other day as well. I was like, man, I'm 28. And then I looked at it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be 29 this year. I've already got like one more year left of being in my 20s. And I went, yeah. and I counted and went, oh, I've cheated the reefer. Yeah. I'm 27. Sorry, <laughs> forgetting your age makes you immune to the bloody scythe, that's it. I think if anything, forgetting my age means I'm getting too close to the scythe. Um, anyway, we're speaking about Lionhead meeting and, the scythe. So. Yeah, we're talking about, yeah. We're talking about Lionhead, not the inevitability of death. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think what's really interesting looking back at Lionhead is pretty much every game they made suffered from 
the hype cycle of Peter Molyneux. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering say, how long it was going to take. I thought you were just going to say suffered from Peter Molyneux. <laughs> no, no, no. It, I'm actually going to come around to that point. Oh, okay. Because I don't think they did. I, I think, because I still have a lot of respect for Peter Molyneux as a game designer. Yep. As uh, an ideasman. And as, if you like, a sort of internal cheerleader, as a morale guy, as an inspiration. You don't want to let Peter down, do you? Look at his face. Every game was criticised because it underdelivered on Peter Molyneux's promises. Yeah. But Peter left shortly after Fable 3 was released. And you could argue that Lionhead haven't done anything since. Oh. The, the company fell over without him. And everyone was like, ah, now we get to see what Lionhead can do without Peter Molyneux causing them all this trouble with the press. And I'm like, well, nothing is yeah, the answer. They, they did do. nothing. Um, they can make a Fable Rails shooter. They didn't have... So they got rid of their ideas, essentially, in Peter Molyneux. Yeah, I mean... They didn't well, bring the ideas and enthusiasm went away. He's kind of like... He's kind of like a much more subdued Romero. Yes. <laughs> John Romero. But yeah. Not, not the, the zombie guy. John Romero, the, the, the uh, id man. The one who was all oh, like, oh, ideas, oh, ideas, oh, ideas, oh, ideas, ideas. I don't, June, know, how to, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, know how to implement yeah. this, but ideas. Okay, I'm with you. Um, man, the thing is... Peter Molyneux has also suffered because he wanted to get back to doing more small-scale development and sort of closer to indie work, um, but he now doesn't have the resources and the backing to make his vision come to life, and Lionhead lacked the visionary, so they've both suffered from the separation, because Peter Molyneux hasn't really done anything successful since either, which is kind of tragic. Well, I think, like Simon says, like he went to do some kind of indie. I remember watching an interview. I know he was discussing something that was coming out, but uh... well, what he did since was he went and founded, after a brief spell, sort of being a senior executive in Microsoft Games division. He founded a company called Twenty Two Cans, and the idea was twenty two employees making small games. Their first game was Curiosity which was a, a mobile app where you tapped on a cube. Yeah. yeah. And the, the prize at the centre was a, a life-changing, one-of-a-kind opportunity. Really? It didn't do a lot to change the life of the winner. Uh, in, we in met the, every player. This is a, it no, was there's only one winner. Yeah. Oh! Everyone was playing the same game of Curiosity. What?! Yeah, it was, a, it was a massively multiplayer game in its way. Right, okay. So only one person won. And, and this was the point, was like, everyone is playing the same game. There is one winner, and the winner will have his life-changing opportunity. And it, it would be entirely up to him to share with the public what he'd won or not, keep it secret or reveal it to the world. Uh, and the guy who won was Brian Henderson from Edinburgh. <laughs> and what he won... Well, there's, there's two ways of looking at it. <laughs> I wish, I hope he kept it secret. No, no, we all know. We all oh, know. Okay. <laughs> there are two ways of looking at what he won. On the one hand, you could say he won what he was told he won, which is a revenue share from Godus, the next game to come out of 22 cans, and a chance to be 
the God of Gods, because Peter Molyneux is going back to a God game, and he would have influence over the multiplayer world and the development of the game and, and you know, uh, be able to sort of set rules and things within the game. That sounds amazing. I, so on yeah. the one hand, what sounds he amazing. great. Yep. Clearly you don't know how universally reviled Godus has been. On the other hand, what he won was nothing. <laughs> because he's received no money and has had no say in anything. So tell me about this new, this other game then. What was it? Godus. Yeah, go on. It's shit. Uh, yeah. Pay what, pay, what is it? Pay to be God. Uh, basically, it's... Well, I'll, it's not finished. That's one of the problems. It's uh, an early access type affair. And so until it's finished, there's no agreements that need to be honoured. But it might not be finished because everyone's looking at it and going, this is shit. Yeah. Um, and, and they've just sort of dropped it and replaced it with Godus Wars, which is a simplified fight the AI type thing, which when it launched contained microtransactions. And they said, this is free for all people who own Godus as our gift to you because you've stuck with us. Uh, but there's a barrier of entry in it that requires a microtransaction payment to continue, and that wasn't free to <laughs> the people who already owned Godus. So that lost them even more credibility. Um, and basically it has completely buried the credibility of 22 cans to the point that there was the famous interview, uh, where I, I believe it was rock, paper, shotgun. And the interviewer opened with the line, are you a pathological liar? <laughs> wow. Yes. It was horrible. Holy um, shit. Yeah. Uh, let me just check if it was. Rock, paper, was this, this, was this uh, just a, uh, a written interview? It wasn't a video or anything. It was written down. Yeah, it, yeah. it was. It was transcribed. It was not. Um, not a recorded interview. Not a, I mean, it was recorded, but oh, wait, yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. post the recording. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Do you think you're a pathological liar? Was the opening question of the interview on Rock Paper Shotgun? Fucking hell! Balls on them. Yeah. Uh, to which he followed up with, I know it's a harsh question, but it seems an important question to ask because there do seem to be lots and lots of lies piling up. Oof. The whole thing was just an attack piece, basically. Yeah. That's, that's less an interview and more sort of just a It was bit, a kicking. A bit mean-spirited. It was a kicking. It was horrific. But is it deserved in, in this case? I don't think it was entirely deserved. I think I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not critical. saying he deserves to be yes, insulted he des- or anything. He but. deserved to be criticised. He deserved to be taken to task. He deserved to be held to account. But it was there, just brutal. Yeah, there are ways you go. There, about you that. don't do it that way. Yeah, there, there are, are constructive there are ways. official constructive ways. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so after that, Peter decided not to talk to the press anymore. Mm. Um, and and didn't for over a year and even now he's done one interview i think a year later in which he's promised nothing and said nothing about anything that's in development he's just stuck to things that are out facts that have been completely established he's also stepped down as the head of 22 cans he's brought in someone else to oversee the company he's still with them um but he's even taken a step back from his own company because his public image was so universally reviled uh, because of the failure of this game uh, and his problem of over-promising and under-delivering. Although I would argue if you look at his game history, he hasn't under-delivered. He's given great games. They just weren't what he said they would be. 
Yeah. But that, he was setting the bar way too high, so even if they didn't reach that, they still blasted everything else out of the water. Exactly. He shot for the moon. Um, and, and it's that old saying, you know, shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. That's what he did. He was like, I've got this standard I would love to reach, and if we get anywhere close to it, it's going to be amazing. The trouble is he used to give the impression that you would get close to it. Yeah. Or you'd hit the exact mark. Yeah. Um, that's oh. a common reoccurrence in, in the video game industry. I mean, look at, like, I, I mean, obviously we don't know, it hasn't come out, but say, for instance, like, uh, what's it What's it called? Um, the, the space one that's, like, been coming out for years. Oh, no Man's uh, Sky. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, yeah. Out, uh, June, which could arguably something similar, like they promised this whole big thing, but then if it deli- obviously is a bad example, we don't know. We haven't played the game, but I think it's a shame. It, I keep it? going back to. I keep going back to. The, there are the two specifically. It's it's Molyneux and Romero that I keep going back to. They just seem to get universally reviled because they. I want. Sorry, I don't want to say promise, but they they just sort of they really get carried away with what they want people to experience. Mm. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and I, genuinely, yeah. they clearly want that to be the game that they yeah. bring out. They're not doing it out of spite. No, there are limitations to what could be achieved, and I just ah, oh, now I'm looking back at it. When you're saying like he, he's only given one interview and he only talks about what has happened, like what are undisputable facts, I was like, thanks everyone. We have killed our magic ideas, Pixie. The, the, the fucking banal state of the, the modern world with all its cold iron has killed our magic Molyneux genie. Basically, as you quite rightly said, it was a kicking. He got kicked into stopping from saying anything we, about his game. We kicked our game gnome to death. <laughs> and now he won't give us any more Now he's not miracles. moving. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, and it's really sad. It is sad. Like... Yeah, obviously, if he's telling if he's telling lies about certain things to do with transactions and things in games, then absolutely, then he should be like <laughs> held accountable for that. But like, in terms of such a vicious, maybe in true Romero style, if we leave him alone for ten years, he'll come back and make like a fable level. I dare say he'll come back. He has not going anywhere. He will be. This is the thing, because uh, and again, Alex has informed me quite a lot of a lot of things that have happened to do with Lionhead today. Because uh, there was tweets from Sony, and Sony have uh, were um, sending out a message just saying to all the people that have been made made uh, redundant. Hey guys, fancy coming on over for a spot of lunch and a chat? <laughs> like, so it's clear that they've. They've seen what's happened and can swoop, and perhaps some new form of lion head can emerge. Yeah. And who knows? Perhaps they'd get him to help that, maybe. Well, I'm not sure he'd want to. Yeah, maybe point. not. Maybe he's, not. he's got his own thing. I mean, he's still at 22 cans. 22 cans is still a going concern. Whether it's salvageable, I don't know. Well, that's but it, he's, yeah. not, he's not the, 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 the overlord. But it's an option, is all I'm He saying. is not the dungeon keeper. No. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, that's the thing. Is it didn't? It, uh, was it Lionhead that formed it out of Bullfrog? Yes, that's right. Yeah. After Bullfrog went under, well, Bullfrog- well, no, it wasn't that Bullfrog went under. What happened was that Peter Molyneux sold Bullfrog to EA. Ah, um, and then realizing that with EA owning the studio, he didn't have the creative freedom to do what he wanted. He then took like key personnel from Bullfrog and went and started Lionhead. Yeah. 
So now we've got Lionhead, which is no longer as... I mean, is Bullfrog still... It's not. It's, it is literally just EA now, isn't it? Yeah. Because um, that god-awful Dungeon Keeper uh, phone game. Um, oh, so they did Dungeon Keeper. Bullfrog did the original Dungeon Keeper. Okay, Dungeon exactly. Keeper. They, they were also, also the yeah. theme park people, weren't they? Oh, God, yeah. Bullfrog theme uh, did Theme Hospital, Theme oh, Park, Dungeon okay, Keeper. Yeah. They did Populous. Uh, they did they Magic go. Carpets. Oh. If you go back, so this is where we go back to Populous. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Okay, that's cool. So what I mean is, like, we had Bullfrog, which sort of then warped and became uh, Lionhead. So who knows what we may now get from companies trading across and people moving from one uh, environments to another, carrying the sort of seed of ideas mm. you never know we, it may morph into something some other kind of i just need to interrupt because i was it was an incomplete rundown and i know we have specific listeners who will shoot me if i don't also mention that bullfrog did syndicate ah of course yes oh wow is that anything like syndicate wars like not the same <laughs> <laughs> I, I would note bullfrog did not make syndicate wars oh that was EA. Ah, there you go. Yeah. But I mean, I remember so that. It, it, we may still get, you know, it's, it's the video game industry. People will migrate from one business to another. You know, a, a, a company, is, a studio is definitely, it's made of so many different plot, plots, so many different uh, ways of looking at things, so many different characters. Hmm. Bits and pieces of Lionhead are still going to be turning up in games all over the place. We're never maybe going to see another black and white, but well, we're going to anyway. I mean, we might. I mean, Microsoft have shuttered the studio, but they own the IP. Yeah. Huh. They own it all. They, Fable isn't going away. Just that one is... I, I give you... Give, give it a couple of years, and I reckon, as Simon is hinting as well, I reckon they'll bring... I reckon they'll bring them back. Both of them. Not black and white. Black and white and Fable. Easy. It, it'll, and in fact, it'll just be called black and white. It won't be three. They'll just, like... Black and white, yeah. It'll yeah, be they'll a, just make a new black and white game. And they'll call it black and white, because that seems to be the thing these days. Yeah, Hitman. Yeah. Tomb Raider. Hang on, how many times has Hitman done this, though? Because I could have sworn there was another Hitman just called Hitman. No, was the first Hitman. one. Other than the first one. No. No? Okay. No. There was the first one, and there was this one. Okay. Um, those are the only Hitman games I know of that were called I- Hitman. I get, I, I'm starting to now get violently angry about games that don't follow numbers. And actually, the first Hitman wasn't called Hitman. No, it was Hitman Codename, Codename 47. Codename, yeah, so it's never was actually... The first, was that the first one? Yeah. yeah. So actually, <laughs> they, they got away with that, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, Hitman Codename 47, Hitman 2, Hitman... Yeah, Hitman is the first game called Hitman. Yeah. Ah, all right, fair enough. But the, the second one was just Hitman 2, wasn't it? Yeah. No, it was Hitman 2 Silent Assassin. Oh, yes. And then the, third, Assassin, the third one was just Hitman Contracts, Contracts not Hitman yeah. Contracts. Blood Money. Then um, the le- Absolute. Absolution. Absolution. There was something called Sniper Challenge in between, but uh, let's ignore that. Yeah. And go with Absolution. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about Hitman. Two, two Raider games <laughs> together. One, two, three, Last Revelation. Okay. Yeah, and then Tomb Raider. Yes, that's yeah. You were then you've also got the Lara Croft series spinning off and all yeah, that. Yeah, which weren't yeah. Lionhead games. No, none of them were. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about numbered games. So black and white. Those IPs are likely to come back because they're strong ideas. Yes, um, they're still owned, um, yeah. and they are strong ideas. I would be surprised if Microsoft didn't leverage them at some point. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm not entirely up for everything being rebooted. I mean, it probably will happen. You know, it'd be nice to have new ideas. I do love the world of Fable. I love, I love the world of Black and White. Fable well. is great. Yeah, I, uh, I remember the first time I played Fable, and I was really, really impressed by it. I'd never played anything like that. Where it, it, it was at the beginning of a time where it looked like choices in that kind of game were, you know, going to have some kind of effect. Yeah. Now, admittedly, perhaps Fable is a bad example because you do have the famous choose if you're good or evil at the very end. Deathbed Redemption. Yeah. yeah, but at least you had the 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 look of your character change depending on your you know your your deeds, and you could choose what your name was and stuff. And um, you would be older than your mother in some cases if yeah. you used too much magic. And yeah. well, I like I kind of liked that bit. Magic, no, I love that. Yeah, dark side I loved that. Yeah. It was a great little bit of lore, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think the first fable had the strongest villain as well. Oh yeah, yeah I agree. Yes. Strongest villain by I know, far. I kind of like. I kind of like the crawler from three. Oh yeah, they were um, quite cool. But not as a, not as an overarching powerful villain. More as a set piece villain in the middle of the game when you're wandering around the caves. And yeah, and it's it's more of a hive mind, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like a big threat. Whereas Jack of Blades was just like uh, just one antagonist. Yeah, and I forget who the villain of two was. Oh, it was the, the oh Lucian. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then obviously black and white did the same thing with your, your land changing, your temple changing based on how... <laughs> Flinging people across. <laughs> depending, on whether, depending on whether you were a, a benevolent or malevolent god, but what I should really say is depending on how malevolent a god you were... Everyone slipped at one point. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant your, your, your like followers. They all slipped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone slipped. slipped into the sacrificial altar of Edmund. They had a fall. They slipped too. They all slipped. <laughs> down a hill down a hill <laughs> rapidly especially the children look at oh, them go wow yeah <laughs> oh look there they go that's if you didn't mountain. feed them to a massive fucking tiger that looked rabid from having just been savagely mine didn't look rabid mine looked fat yeah, yeah mine, mine was because yeah. he ate a lot of villages <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then went and took a dump on people's <laughs> houses, and they'd come outside to go, "Who's that knocking at my door?" Because there'd be giant tiger turds thudding into the walls. <laughs> <laughs> come in, I'm coming! Oh god! Oh god! Uh, for more on this, see our black and white episode. Oh my goodness me! Old territory, old territory, man. It's also but- worth mentioning, just as a side, that um, Lionhead are not the only studio that Microsoft is shuttering. Oh, gone. Uh, they're also closing Press Play at the same time, who are a Danish studio that they bought. What did Danes oh. ever do to like earn Microsoft's wrath? I didn't. I didn't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> what did they ever do? Uh, presumably, they also didn't make as much money as they'd been hoped to. Um, and the only thing they were working on that I know of was the uh, Max um, series, Max: The Curse of Brotherhood, and. It's. I've never played it. I don't know a lot about it. No. Um, and it clearly didn't go great. Oh, that's a shame. Savage world, isn't it? It is. Hopefully, they'll all be able to find new new identities. New <laughs> new identities. Oh, new, new, yeah, new futures. <laughs> you have lost your very soul. Yeah, most Microsoft took it. I'm getting confused between the WWE and, and Microsoft because it's like, yeah, they own your name now. You've got to, you've got to develop games under a completely new pseudonym. For more on that, check out the next episode. Check out the future. Check I'd out be the concerned future. that um, Rare 
is also owned by Microsoft. Oh no. Why have they said that they're going? Nope. But they are in the lineup of Microsoft Game Studios. Uh, yeah. And they haven't done anything really since Perfect Dark. Zero. Oh yeah. Or future. Whatever. I don't think Rare did zero actually. Yes, they yeah. did. Yeah. Or was it them that were brought and they just went straight from there, did they? Yeah. And uh, and they they did Viva Pinata as well. Uh, oh, okay. But no more Donkey Kong. Oh man, they were great. At, well, the one time that, they did. Wasn't, wasn't that the wasn't that the, the joke that Microsoft bought Rare because they thought it would give them the rights to do Donkey Kong? Or given oh, that it's Microsoft, they may have bought Rare to prevent another Donkey Kong. Uh, That's clever. <laughs> I mean, it's what they did with Halo. They bought Bungie to prevent Halo from releasing on Mac. Yeah. And then it just unexpectedly took off. Well, and they also bought it because they needed a launch title for the Xbox. So they were banking on it taking off. They were like, this is going to take off. It's just (laughs) Bungie are Mac developers. We don't want it to take off there. Mm. I did not know that at all. That's excellent. Oh, yeah. The first time Halo was ever shown to the public was at a Macworld conference. The slime is not bitter. Well, no, I'm not, because I play games on PC. No, that's true, yeah. I keep forgetting. <laughs> it's, it's no fun to do this now you're not a Mac fanboy. Well, I am a Mac fanboy, but I play games on PC. I always I have. You're far, too, well. you're far too open-minded. <laughs> <laughs> I run servers on Linux, I use Macs for my desktop computing, and I run games on PC. I believe that there is an operating system for all eventualities. Fucking hippie. Yep. Cats and dogs living together. Fucking new age. <laughs> um, How about you have some herbal tea, you shit heel? That sounds quite nice, actually. It, it, oh, I fucking hate how pleasant he is. <laughs> I hate how buoyantly pleasant he is. <laughs> so he's floating. Yeah. Yeah. That's how happy and nice he is. He's floating on Stop his own. Stop fucking expensive. enriching my day. <laughs> floating in a bubble of nice, warm herbal tea. <laughs> And fine viewers, if you if you hate this, operating systems. <laughs> uh, why do I have to be the angry, venomous, hate-filled one? I think you don't you have to, be, Jack. <laughs> you choose to be. You There's could a make a different choice. And yeah, and choose Mac. <laughs> and choose Mac. <laughs> no, I'm going to choose to stab my sister with the blade of Jack of Blades or whatever the fucking fuck it's been. How long that game has been out? Yeah, you know. 12,000 years. 12,000 years. Uh, that was a while back. Do you remember? I do. <laughs> it was good. Hence the, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was looking back at that. I mean, all this from Norbert Fields. Oh. Actually was in Norbert Fields when, when Fable came out. Mm. This where we're sitting right now. Well, sorry? This was Norbert Fields when, uh, when Fable this came was, out. This was on a hill. Yeah. Um, and up there, his Irish was GCHQ on his bloody hill. That's a good, is he? <laughs> He's still on the bloody hill, isn't is he? he? Okay, I don't think so. So I, I just like to echo something Jim Sterling said in light of Lionhead. Oh yeah, saying. please let's talk more about this. <laughs> we keep going off topic. Well, just just to finish the episode. No, out, I, think I think it's a good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jim Sterling said, and I completely agree. In the modern video game environment, if you own a studio and you're thinking of selling it to a publisher, don't do it if you care about the studio, because you are signing its death warrant. That execution may not come immediately, but it will come. Yeah. 
I think, well, yeah, I, that's it, it makes sense. Rob, we can't sell Anal Pony Studios. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You can't. <laughs> <gasps> just wait until our announcement, like in a month's time. Jack, just, te- Jack just teased that. Okay, but that's something we've been working on for some time. <laughs> and I have you know, Simon, that we have some promising avenues that we're yet to approach. <laughs> that might Don't, be true, but I guarantee horrible- you cannot sell Anal Pony Studios. <laughs> Also, we've got some interesting avenues we're going to approach. Is like the worst possible way to word that. All the best, depending on how you might want to consider this yeah. whole affair. This whole sorry affair. Uh, good times. I'm just looking forward to when there are tax irregularities and you get investigated by HMRC and I get to write the headline, Anal Pony Probed. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, yep, you have been listening. Before we go, Simon. Yes. Now that Lionhead is like gone, yep. Does that mean that now there are like no non-disclosure things you can tell us about the aliens that they kept in the basement? No, I'm afraid the NDAs persist. Oh shit! I didn't know that. I'm now under NDA to Microsoft because the intellectual property of the aliens have passed to Microsoft. Pretend that I didn't say anything about any aliens, though. It's because the aliens, they, they are actually own, they own a Microsoft. The aliens own Microsoft. Bill Gates is an alien? Mm, yeah. Called it. Actually, in, in, in the novel Year Zero, yes, he is. <laughs> huh. It's yep. a really good book. I totally, oh. I totally meant to reference that book well done. that I've never read. <laughs> uh, I... I, I want to read it though. It sounds good. Yes, sir, I'm going to start trying to make penis references. I'm, I'm going to drop this just before the, the episode ends. But Year Zero is a book written, it was inspired by a, a legal turn of phrase. It was written by, I think it was the creator of Napster. Huh. And in music licensing, it is quite common, and, and other media licensing, to grant rights in perpetuity. Uh, within and outside all known territories throughout the universe. And Year <laughs> Zero was literally inspired by the idea of copyright claims going throughout the universe. And uh, the general premise of the book is that humans are basically the only intelligent life in the universe with rhythm. Uh, and our music is sublime to all other species. It is, it, it's the audio orgasm and they love it and they've been pirating it for ever <laughs> so every living being in the known universe has a copy of every song we've ever broadcast out into uh, into the universe but they have a legal contract where when a species is elevated and becomes part of the universal community uh, their laws regarding their creative works are honored so they realize if we are ever enlightened we will bankrupt the universe. <laughs> so um, two different factions go about two different missions to make sure this is not a problem. One trying to come up with a legal solution and one trying to destroy the Earth before it's ever enlightened. And uh, this all lands on the desk of a fairly average um, record industry lawyer from New York <laughs> uh, who gets mixed up in it. And yeah, it's fantastic. And uh, it's it's actually an afterword. It's not part of the plot at all, but it's revealed that 
I think it's seven aliens have been living on Earth because they got in before the planet was quarantined because they realised someone was going to have a go at it. And basically, because the music was so good, they were worried that aliens would bum-rush the stage um, <laughs> and invade Earth to listen to the music live. But uh, I think, yeah, it's a handful of aliens have been living on Earth the whole time, and one of them was Bill Gates, who was dedicating his life to preventing us from reaching enlightenment by slowing down our technological development with Windows. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that sounds like an incredible book. We should read that. It does stray dangerously close to a movie idea I had. They stole your idea. They must have done. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone has a screenplay in them and everyone has a book in them. You should probably, probably have that looked at. I should probably look at that again. Yeah. Sunflower oil, so I'll, I'm saying. I'll, I'll do a, a redraft and I'll... Oh, no, I thought you meant you literally had a book inside you and I'm like, I, I don't want to pry, um, but someone's going to have to. Someone probably <laughs> would. It's never going to come out. Well, anal pony probe. Anal pony probes. Yeah. We can, we can investigate that another time. There is a book in the anal pony. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's move on. Let's uh, to the end of the oh episode. Oh, my God. You have been listening to World One Stage One. I have been Simon. I have been Jack. And I've been very sorry. <laughs> and the Adel Pony has been probed. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Uh...